Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And welcome, my friend, to another captivating episode of Animal Radio. Today's guest on the Season of Stars is Nancy Cartwright. I'm Hal Abrams. Judy Francis is screening your calls at 1-866-405-8405. She's taking your calls for animal communicator Joy Turner, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Dr. Debbie, and dog father Joey Volani, who's looking awfully dapper today, all dressed up in a tuxedo. My sister-in-law, Helene's sister's getting married today. Oh, oh good for her. Congratulations. Yeah, I, I said, I said, I don't know if I want to congratulate you or slap you. <laughs> uh oh, you don't like her or him? No, no, I like both of them actually, I, actually a lot. Yeah, just you know the whole married thing. Yeah. You know that's the leading what cause of bother. divorce. His marriage, <laughs> yes, I can see that. Ooh. I'm holding up a picture of the world's ugliest dog. Who was just named in Petaluma? His over name the is Mugly. He's so cute that he's ugly. I mean, he's so ugly. He's is, cute. Have you seen this? Was that here? I, you know what? I heard it. Oh, okay. Is that the same dog as last year? Well, you know they all look alike. They do. It's always those hairless dogs. This is a new one. It's an eight-year-old Chinese crested from the UK, and he picks up a thousand dollars in dog cookies. I think that that's more popular than the world's cutest dog competition. I mean, yeah. you don't remember who the cutest dog was. You always remember, though, that there was, even though I didn't remember if it was this dog or not, but he looks like the other dog. So I did remember the, the resemblance. Let's put it that way. I'm going to post a picture over at the website. So if you're driving along right now and you want to see this. I think that's so cute that they give him cookies because he's so ugly. He's got to sneak up on a cookie. They gave him a bunch of free ones. <laughs> I've never heard that before. So ugly he has to sneak up on a cookie. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one. I you said that. I didn't get it when you first said it, so I repeated it. All right. Oh, I'm slow cute. today. He's got a face only a mother could love. <laughs> Let's see. What are you going to be working on today, Joey? What's what's our tip going to be all about? Well, remember last week when I um, talked about how I got poison ivy from my dog? Yeah. Well, I got a remedy, baby. Oh. And, and I'm and I'm psyched about it. It worked. You've tested it. We tested it, believe it or not. Well, it's 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 actually a proven it's a proven product that I had that I hunted down. I did my research on for you or so for I'm your dog. Report on it. Well, yeah, you were for, here for, last actually, week. Actually, for for both of us, oh. um, it'll work on you and your dog. See, well, what happened, Judy, last week was. Um, I um well as you could see I still got some some marks here but um uh-huh. I was poison ivoryed up and um the only way I can um think that I got it was from the dog was rolling on something mm. and I didn't know what it was and I picked him up real quick and I um you know brought him in the house and uh-huh. then shortly after I shouldn't say shortly after it was the next day you know I developed a little, looked like a little bit of a rash didn't think nothing of it um uh-huh. and then um started scratching and it started spreading. And then I realized I had poison ivy. And um, the only Ouch. thing I could think of was from the dog. And then I found out that you can get it from your pet. So this is yeah. a remedy. The dog didn't exhibit any signs, though, huh? Wow. No, nothing. Sorry I missed last week. I guess I was out having my 22nd grandchild. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Congratulations. I forgot about that. That's great. That's great. He's a beautiful boy. And we just can't get away from all the pictures that Judy's showing everybody. What? Uh, I, can, I can brag. I'm one of those people. I don't... I don't like babies. I, I find dogs and cats and puppies. You know, and you're, kittens. you're like me. I love those. I, I I don't like babies. I don't. I mean, I really don't. I, and, and and people say how can, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't like. I I have never held one. I don't what? like looking at them. I don't like talking baby talk to them. I, I mean, you know. I mean, can't we just put them in a 
closet somewhere until oh. they turn like five, six years old and then let them out and say, okay, now I'm ready for Ooh. you. Well, you know what? When that even might be too young. But you know what? When it's your child's child, it's uh, just it's different. Is that what it is? Yes. See, I don't have a child to have a child. So, so we don't get it. Just my dogs, you know. But yes. puppies I like. Kittens I like. Okay, I don't like the way this is going. You okay. see, I have a kid and I'd rather have a dog. I'll tell you, a dog's much more re- rewarding <sighs> than, than a kid. Because they eventually grow up to be teens. And then they say, you're screwed, Dad. You know what? But hey, I might have somebody take care of me in my old age. Who's going to take care of you? Yeah. Do you want to know something? I thought about that. Yeah. I thought about that. Um, you know, but um, if that's the case, well, I guess I'll just sit here and rot. <laughs> <laughs> they won't discover you for days. I'll be dog food, okay? Yeah. <laughs> that day, you know, just, that'll, that'll be their last meal will be me. Who's going to care? they find me. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. 1-866-405-8405 to chime in. Dr. Debbie's here answering your vet medical questions. Vladimir, the world famous Russian dog wizard, dog father Joey Villani, and animal communicator Joey Turner, and of course, Stacy Cohn. What are you doing, girlfriend? We've all bitten down on something when you're eating, and all of a sudden you realize, hmm, that's not what it... You know, that's not the peanut butter and jelly sandwich that I envisioned it to be. (laughs) Well, this woman in South Korea, whoa, she really uh, had something new happen to her. She bit down on a partially cooked squid. Wait till I tell you what that squid did when she bit down on it. It's coming up on Animal Radio News. I can't wait. Oh, that sounds nasty. (laughs) That sounds nasty already. We have DC on the phone. Hey, DC, how are you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing, buddy? Good. I, uh, I I know we want to talk to Vladi. Uh, I thought that's who I was supposed to be speaking to. Oh, I don't I, have I, that I, Russian I, accent, but Vladi's right here. Go ahead. Oh, okay then. Uh, well, thanks for taking my call. Uh, what I'm calling you for? I got a, a Chihuahua. Just had some puppies about three weeks ago, and she's very, very protective of these puppies. And I'm not going to be able to keep them all, but. Um, and I think it's going to be a problem when I start, you know, uh, giving some of the puppies away. So, what do you suggest that I do with with this this uh, with this dog? Because I think it's going to be a problem. Okay, so I was just uh, looking for that question to ask. So I'm going to put in the plain English. Just re-ask the question in one sentence. Um, okay. Basically, <laughs> so do your dog? Uh, uh, does your dog biting you? Did, did she bite? Yeah. Uh, no, but I think she will fight if she really had to. She fight off uh, uh, the father, which she, I got a, a male uh, chihuahua too, and she don't allow him to even come around the puppies, even okay. though he got no intention to hurt them. What about but, you? What about me? Yes. So my did question is... if. If your puppy, if your dog gonna snap you if you're approaching to the puppies? Oh no, she won't bother me. She don't okay. like it, but she won't bother me. If she, if she will bite your neighbor Kathy, will she bite my neighbor? She, uh, what I'm afraid of is somebody touch the puppies. That's when she get really protected, and she just might. She haven't did it yet, but I think she will. Okay, she you can't afraid. When she goes to the vet, they have to put a mouth on the ghost. That uh, she, uh, okay. she tried to fight the people at the at the vet. Okay, I apologize. What is your name again? My name is VC. VC. Like VC. Washington, I'm pulling. Yeah, like Washington. Huh? 
Yeah, I'm pulling this. I'm pulling from information like a dentist pulling the teeth. I know. Okay. I basically, I still, <laughs> I still didn't get it. What is the question? Is do you apprehend? Okay. Are you apprehensive okay. that she gonna snap oh. someone? And my question is, did what made you be apprehensive? Did she already show that experience biting? Did she bite to you, your neighbor Kathy, your mother-in-law? Of course, it's gonna be mother-in-law fault, but it's okay. okay. Kids, did she already show that aggressive? Yes or no? Ah, uh, yes, but okay, yes, okay. Stop it! Stop it! This is really my main concern. Let me see. This is my main concern. I think she might go crazy or something like that. You know. I'm already, uh, you're already driving uh, me crazy already, but go ahead. The, the dog might go crazy. Okay. I, I, <laughs> go ahead. I, I don't think that, it, like when somebody mentioned they wanted one of the puppies, she uh, kind of looked like she knows exactly what they're talking about. And that's when I think it's going to be a problem if once I start giving away the puppies. Okay. So, so, do you understand uh, that, Vlade? Do you understand? No, I don't. Go ahead, Judy. Explain okay. in Russian. Okay, I'll explain can. in Russian. Okay, the 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 dog has puppies. She doesn't like yeah. anybody to come around the puppies. It's okay with him. He can come around, but she won't let the the father doggy come around. He's afraid when people come to take the puppies and look at the puppies, she is going to be very protective and bite people and become aggressive. She okay. won't let Judy, anyone you, near her babies. Okay, Judy, could you ask that listener if the puppies already bit someone? The puppies or the mother? Mother. Oh, uh, the mother. No. Uh, she got the potential. She got the potential yeah. to bite somebody, but she, so far, no, she really haven't. Not happened yet, okay. Vladi, but they, he's afraid that she will when people come around okay. the puppy. Okay, and now we'll ask him what is the question is. How did? What is In he, one what, what can he do about that so she doesn't bite people? She's too protective. How can he make her less protective of those puppies so people can see them? Okay, and let me give answer in two or three sentences. I know you will like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, number one, nothing you can do to stop maternal instinct to bite the people when they're approaching to the puppies. If you, if you were concerned about this issue, you should have been concerned before your mother, your dog, excuse me, had the puppies to socialize it. Now, what yeah. is happening here, there is the chihuahua. And Chihuahua, as we all know, shows that type of the behavior even if she doesn't have a puppy. I know, Judy, what you may say, but you're, you have a mixed Chihuahua, so you have at least something, <laughs> you know, uh, different. So okay. I'm not suggesting all Chihuahuas are bad, but I'm suggesting that it is very common for them to show uh, overprotectiveness. And now, and you know how it goes, you know, as a matter of fact, okay. when I get done with you, I'm going to go see a lot of puppies at the vet hospital. And the first thing, what I will See if somebody has chihuahua. Chihuahua pushes its body against the owner, in, or shaking, or showing me, give me eye contact, or growling. That's what they're normal, and what not the normal, but that's what they do. And what the people do? Oh, that's okay. That's that's okay. That's okay. They telling the chihuahua it's okay to show that behavior. So look. Uh, here is what you can do. You can just, just to safely managing. I am sure that puppy, uh, that, uh, that dog has having puppy not forever. It's going to be for a certain period of time and you need to, uh, do any safe, uh, precautions. Make sure nobody at, uh, approaching and touching the mother. When the puppy is, uh, will go somewhere else, you know, to get another family, you'll be able to live without fear if your chihuahua did not show any other 
if she didn't show the same behavior before the puppy came to this world. But all other methods, including approaching someone and giving the cheese and treats and trying to hold the puppy, number one, it's not useful. Let's be honest. How many, why do we need it? Why we do we need to traumatize the mother and they just leave her alone, let her raise the puppy and uh, when it's get done, it's going to disappear on its own if you never had this problem before. You will not that problem in the future. And thank you for calling us. All right. Thank you. Good luck with that, DC. Uh, sorry no. sorry about uh, the translation there. Uh, but okay. No problem. <laughs> I, I, I really put you that way. And uh, you guys have a good day. I think, um, well, like I said, just, I just won't do nothing about it. Yeah, for now, for now. Thank you for your call, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Thundershirt. If your dog or cat's afraid of noises, vet visits, or being left alone, Thundershirt's constant gentle pressure is the simplest solution for calming them. It's easy to use. It's drug free. It's only thirty nine ninety five, and you can get yours at Thundershirt dot com. On the Facebook page, we're giving out some great stuff all this week. In fact, every single day, if you like us over at Facebook, we have great prizes for you. Worth thousands and thousands and thousands of rubles. <laughs> I don't know how much a ruble rubles? is. Yeah, how much is a ruble worth? <laughs> Not very much, is it? You know, I think uh, if we're going to get even worse in this economy, I think the Chinese, I know what the money they make, and, and the Russian ruble will be more and more valuable. As a matter of fact, oh. I still have a lot of Russian rubles, just in case. Back in Russia, I had a vodka, you know, because in in Russia, when they, any money reform, they did some reforms, the smart people like me, they con- were converting a ruble, we, could, we couldn't get dollars, in vodka, and we kept the vodka in the garage, <laughs> and after the reform, money reform is done, we were resell it with the profit. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Provide your pet protection from biting pests with an easy once-a-month application. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours on cats and dogs. Canine Advantage 2, for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are available at your veterinarian or favorite pet specialty retailer and are registered trademarks of Bayer. Oh no, a storm! Where's my thunder shirt? I need my thunder shirt! It hugs me, keeps me calm during storms, otherwise I freak! Here, boy, let's put on your thunder shirt! Oh, oh, that's much better. Hey, folks, if your dog or cat's like me and scared of noises, traveling, or vet visits, or being left alone, try thunder shirt. It's the easy, drug free way to keep them calm. For only $39.95 with a money back guarantee, don't be afraid to try one. Buy a thunder shirt now at pet stores or at thundershirt.com. Mountaineer Scott Graham tested Bullfrog sunscreen on Mount Everest. I've never been in a harsher solar environment than the western kingdom of Everest. And it's just totally white. And if you don't have an effective sunscreen like Bullfrog, you're toast. The sun at those altitudes is not your friend, it's your enemy. Bullfrog is my friend at that altitude. I've tried it in a harsh environment and it works. Bullfrog sunscreen. Broad spectrum. Engineered to stay put in and out of the water. Water resistant 80 minutes uses directed. Bullfrog on Facebook and Twitter. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. 
So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer canine caviar, visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Animal Radio is brought to you by... New from Bayer Animal Health. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours. Canine Advantage 2 for dogs only repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Both products are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are registered trademarks of Bayer. It's Animal Radio, you lucky dog. Don't forget, you can get us over at AnimalRadio.com. Hear us streaming live, as well as on our application, our app, for iPhone and Android. Just look up Animal Radio app and you can get that and hear the show live. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook at Animal Radio and Twitter at Animal Radio. All the, We're everywhere you are, so there's no excuse not to be hanging out with Animal Radio every weekend. Predictability of Vladi is his very unpredictable. You know, I'm right now sitting among you guys, and Joe Alani just probably took the pee break, so I, I, I really would like to ask you, Dr. Dave, you know what I'm, when he left, I just looked in your bright eyes, beautiful eyes, and I'm just, look at the Mika, and I just was thinking, I'm not sure if I can trust Joe Alani to cut my Mika's nails, and you see how her nails, you see how big they are, they are right yeah. now? Because yeah. I'm like a shoesmaker without shoes. Number one, I don't do it myself because I'm not the expert. You don't you, know, tri- I, you don't trim her nails? You don't feel comfortable no, doing that? And I never suggest my clients to do that. Because no matter how good you are, people, let the professional take care. Because you know what, Dr. Debbie, one time, one time the people, people screwed it up. They have a bleeding. They're going to be petrified. I've seen it all my, all my life. And after that, you know... You just you are you gotta almost like put the dog, uh, you know, not to sleep but uh, tranquilize in order to do oh, that. Yeah. Thing. So, and it's usually so, yeah, a pug. Know. It's usually a pug or a dachshund, and they always come <laughs> in and they scream. I have I have pugs that come in and hate their nails trim. They go. <laughs> Holy moly! Did that come out of? The, that it does. It is the craziest sound, and they hate their nails trimmed. So yes, I agree. If they have a bad experience early on, I think that really can set a whole pattern for expectations. Exactly. That sausage dog has another even more problems. It's a worst biter in America. You know, sausage dog, which is dash hound, is biting people much more than any other dog in the in the breed in the world. So that, you know, is. yeah. So anyway, I just don't want to keep the air time. Okay. Well, when, on uh, the break, anyway, I'll trim the nails. Have, yeah, if we if we can you devote a little bit of time because you know Mika is celebrity. You know, I cannot trust. It, as long because, as this isn't a way that you can get closer to me, yeah. this is just some kind of con job. You know, I'm just going to have to say I'm going to put my foot down here. He's going to ask you to cut his nails next. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. yeah. No foot massages, yeah, nothing like that. Yeah, she that smell, so I guess I will ask you. Look, uh, you know what? I will probably ask Giovanni to do that when he comes back, but I will ask you to stay alert with that medication. If he's screwing it, if, if he's, uh, you know, he's if a professional. going to bleed, well, I will beat him up. You will take care of the meat, okay? <laughs> let's, uh, let's take care of Nina right now. Hi, Nina. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. What's going on in your world? Well, I have a golden retriever that I got uh, a year ago in Detroit. He was a show dog for a breeder up there, and her daughter was showing him. And I needed a service dog for my then 96-year-old mom, or 95-year-old, I guess she was, when we got him. And now she's 97. And, and I took him to a local trainer, and we have actually turned him into a service dog that's just wonderful. I mean, he woke us up two weeks ago when she was having really serious problems, saved her life. 
So, I mean, it's worked out real good. My problem with him is he's afraid to get in the car. Hmm. And I believe it's because he gets car sick. I mean, he goes in. If I have fed him in advance, he vomits. Uh, I have been trying many things. The trainer had me put him, feed him in the car, just in the garage, uh, back it up, turn it on, only go around the block. But no matter what I do, when he knows we're going somewhere, he runs and hides. Nina, Nina, um, Nina, we got your point. Nina, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to share my thoughts and Dr. Debbie hers very quickly in few sounds bites. First of all, everything what you said, how we say in America, that's because of honey on my tongue or honey in my brain. But I really enjoyed what you said. Uh, number one, you're from Detroit, which you know originally I am from uh, Michigan, from Metro Detroit. I live in Troy and as you probably know, if you're watching Fox 2, Channel 4, se- Channel 7, I was oldest there and all radio stations. I was featuring me and Detroit News. And we said quickly, Vlad. Yeah, I'm just talking. She should know me. Okay. All she right. should know me. No, Number I, two. The dog is from Detroit. The dog might know you. I'm in Florida. Ah, okay, sorry. But look, look, Nina, second thing is great, too. You you have a Russian name. Do you know that? Nina is the Russian name. Yes. Okay, so Nina, Ninochka would be a loving variation of your Nina. Ninochka, thank you for calling us. And uh, if you have a dog who who is doing such and things and you're happy and you don't do and the dog doesn't do something else, it means something wrong with the previous one. Probably the dog has been trained at least to my expectations because if you if I train the dog and I say in, he gonna jump in without even thinking what is in means. And after that he can worry about separation anxiety and motion sickness, whatever we, doctor can talk about this, but originally he needs to accomplish the command. It's comp- command response pattern is broken. Here you two options from my from my of course doctor can say and I would agree with that maybe temporarily put on the drugs to calm it down whatever doctor Debbie says whatever she will say I will let her say but here's what I would do you have a two choices or you can it's like I have a uh, because your Russian name, Ninochka, you have a Russian child, okay, who is crying and saying, Mom, I'm not going to go to that room. Something terrible in that room. Or you're going to have American uh, way to, to gradually bribing her with a little bit chocolate, whatever. Just say, come on, come on, gradually. Or you have a Russian way, just grabbing her, crying and pulling her in that room and just saying, you see, nothing is there. So that what I would do. I would basically put the pinch color on your dog. If you didn't use it for the golden, that was the big mistake. And I want to make sure the dog knows first in command in the crate. I say, Nin, he goes in. He knows in in the house, in. In in the bed, in. I didn't say that. Okay. And after I will bring to the, to the, to, to, to the, to the car and I would put whatever he loves. He loves your husband, for instance, hopefully, or boyfriend, whatever, whoever you have. And I would open that in our door on another side and I say, Max in. Or maybe, Maybe your husband telling in with whole body showing indication and a little bit helping with your hand. And you, uh, uh, that you are on another side or somebody he loves, say, come on, come on, baby, come on. And boom, he comes. He comes, give him what he loves more in the world. Dogs can betray its own mother for Russian kalbasa, American cheese, fry hot dogs, whatever it is. Give it to him. Get him back and do a few times. And eventually he's going to jump. I've done that trick all the time. Dr. Davy, it is your turn. Oh, thank you so much. And, and what I was going to mention with everything that he's saying, we have to, it's not going to be just one or two or three episodes of practicing this. We need to extinguish a behavior that has a very strong fear. So we may need to repeat this a hundred times. 
to this one fearful episode when that happened. So you need to do that level of practice very um, with a high repetition rate and making sure that your doggy is not showing signs of anxiety during that and you don't want to put him in the car and back the car up if he's already showing anxiety if we're drooling licking our lips looking side to side doing those kind of things so you want to make those baby steps and not push the dog too fast and we want to make them comfortable with that step so that would be the the one thing that i just want to say there the other thing is you know there's a lot of anxiety here and it doesn't sound like there's a true amount of car sickness car sickness is you know vomiting when the car is moving a dog who has car anxiety is freaking out about the idea of the car which is different it's a different motivation a different problem so we can have both in some pets but the difference is that you know we're not really talking about someone who's freaked out on the tilt world because they're going to puke we're talking about someone who's freaking out because it's going up and down and they're afraid what's going to happen so i would use in combination with all of these training stops and conditioning him to getting comfortable to the car is use something like the thunder shirt which helps to calm a pet in kind of a natural way put that on before you do the training sessions use that along with something like a pheromone dog collar these are natural things that you can do to kind of help ease training we may not need behavioral medicines i don't know um we may need more um motion sickness medicine if we're doing actual car travel but those things at this point i don't know that we're going to be at that point we need to train uh, train that fear and work with that and try to get past that right now and um, and Ninochka, just will Ninochka, well, bottom line it was one trick which you may find very useful i would get another dog who has who loves the driving in the car? It could be your neighbor, Kathy dog, or like you mentioned, some of your friends, relatives, mother-in-law, or whoever, and uh, put them together. And uh, your dog is slightly behind, and the first dog you open the door, and just the same trick. Heidi in, Max in, and make sure the dog loves each other. Prior to that, they playing each other. It's called imitative method. It's less likely the dog gonna jump in that car if another dog jumping in front, or second dog is already in the car. And after that, you're driving, one dog, uh, you know, seeing another dog who is very calm and dogs communicating for energy, like Cesar Milan tells, that's the truth, and that he's going to naturally calm down. I use the same trick when the dog afraid from the man, for instance. I put two dogs uh, together, and uh, one dog is happy, take her dog. Second dog most likely will be happy and take her dog because they communicate through the energy. Very good. You know what? I'm also going to give you a thunder shirt, Nina. So hang on. We're going to get your information and we'll see if that works for you. 1-866-405-8405. We're going back to the phones next. I just love like a Dr. Debbie rescue that call. Cat owners, listen up. We love our cats. They're so adorable, but we certainly can't say the same for their litter boxes. Wouldn't it be great if you had an attractive litter box with a stylish hood and designs like black patent, leopard print, polka dot? Well, now you can. Kitty A Go Go is perfect for smaller homes or apartments where the litter box is usually an eyesore. Not only does Kitty A Go Go look great, it adds a stylish decor element with personality. Your choice of six decorative hoods and colorful patterns will look great in any room. Seeing is believing. And since you can't see them on the radio, check out all the designs 
designs at kittyagogo.com. And that's not all. Kittyagogo has a patented sifter rake, so there's no digging for treasures. In one single scoop of the rake, your cat's business is ready to dump right into the trash, making the task of cleaning up after your kitty a breeze. Made of the highest quality, durable, and stain-resistant plastic, both you and your cat will love this new concept in litter boxes. Kittyagogo. You have to see it to believe it. Learn more at kittyagogo.com. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Lori Morris doesn't go out without Bullfrog Mosquito Coast. My son and I are mosquito magnets. And if I'm not wearing the Mosquito Coast sunscreen, I am immediately eaten alive. And so is he. We don't get sunburn when we use the Bullfrog, and we don't get bit. I always carry Bullfrog with me. Bullfrog Mosquito Coast. New easy continuous spray. Deed-free 8-hour repellent SPF 30. The number one choice to beat the burn and the bite. Uses directed. Bullfrog on Facebook and Twitter. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. A Seattle-based company has come up with a new way for a man's best friend to kick back and stay cool during the dog days of summer. Founder Jenny Brown explains to the St. Paul Pioneer Press that she's created a non-alcoholic drink for dogs that she calls Bowser Beer. The beverage comes in either beefy brown ale or chicken-flavored cock-a-doodle-doo brew, and she says it goes great with doggy pretzels. That she also sells, by the way. Because regular beer can be harmful to dogs, Brown says she spent more than a year developing the flat broth mixture with barley, vitamins, and glucosamine for healthy joints. Brown says it was an instant hit because people love to pal around with their pets. Well, now you guys can kick back together and burp together while you watch TV. If you hate sleeping alone, a Missouri hotel may have just the fix. The University Plaza Hotel and Convention Center in Springfield is now offering its guests live goldfish. Chip, Flipper, Sparkle, or Blondie are available for the asking. Sounds like something out of a Nevada brothel. But uh, pending availability at the hotel's front desk, you can pick these up and they will come right into your room. They even have their own decorative bowls. And you know what? You don't have to wash up after them. Add this to the list of reasons for not eating undercooked food. A 63-year-old South Korean woman suffered severe pain and what's described as a prickling foreign body sensation in her mouth after she bit into partially cooked squid. The New York Daily News reports the semi-cooked seafood had, ready, inseminated inside of her mouth. All right, I'm not, you can discuss that among yourselves. The seventh annual surf dog contest was at Imperial Beach in California, and it's now in the record books after at least 14 canine competitors were able to surf on one board during the event. Over 50 dogs took part in the annual contest, but the people at the Guinness Book of World Records will only care about the longboard ride that set a new standard for most dogs surfing at one time on a surfboard. Thousands of people turned out at Imperial Beach to watch the competition, and they raised money for the ASPCA. Former Price is Right host Bob Barker is donating about $200,000 to an Oklahoma sanctuary so five research monkeys can live safely. 
Barker's gift means the Simeons will be saved from being killed in the name of science. Mindy's memory primate sanctuary president, Bob Ingersoll, says the monkey's adaption to normal surroundings will pose a challenge since they've been kept inside small boxes for years. He adds primates usually live up to a dozen years after arriving at their sanctuary. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Hey there, you've reached Claire. Leave me a message. Claire, it's Ann. Hey, you know that hormone balancing product we talked about before? The all-natural one, Amberin? Well, I got to tell you this. Not only did Amberin stop my hot flashes, but since I started the Amberin program, I have lost so much weight. Seriously, even my belly fat, it's gone. I haven't been this thin in years. I feel great. Give me a call. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, it can be practically impossible to lose weight. Amberin restores hormonal balance naturally, so the weight can just fall off. Yes, even that stubborn belly fat. Plus, Amberin eliminates other symptoms of hormonal aging, too. So with your hormones in balance, you can feel great and finally lose the weight. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply, free. Call 1-800-654-6449. That's 1-800-654-6449. 1-800-654-6449. This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food, made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors. Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Lickin' Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaAndChewy's.com. That's Chewy's, C-H-E-W-Y-S.com. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. It's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. To connect with Dr. Debbie, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, dog father Joey Volani, or animal communicator Joy Turner. And we welcome to the show Penn Farthing, who was a British Royal Marine for 20 years and served in Afghanistan. Thank you so much for doing that, sir. I appreciate that. You are. No, thank you very much for having me on your radio. When you were over there, you noticed that there was a small dog problem. In fact, a, dog fight, a lot of dog fighting going on, a problem that we have here in the U.S., but especially so in Afghanistan. Yeah, that, yeah that's right. Um, I was a troop sergeant, so I was actually in charge of my lads, you know, taking them out, you know, making sure they were okay, going out on patrol with them. Um, and obviously we were there to you know, do the job that Royal Marines do in Afghanistan, um, you know, provide security for the local people um, and fight the Taliban. But you know, I never assumed that I was going to end up looking after some dogs. But as you rightly said at the start of the interview, 
um, in Afghanistan, one of their national sports is actually dogfighting. Oh, that's horrible. Um, and, it, you know, it's actually, you know, instead of playing football, you know, as, as we would do over here, um, or American football, as you guys would, they actually, you know, get dogs and they fight them. And that's their sport. Um, and they start doing this in our compound, in our forward operating base. Oh, and you saw and one dog that had, uh, well, I guess barbed wire as a as a collar. They um they use whatever they can. These dogs are just feral, so they're not trained. They just pick a male dog off the street because it's very territorial. If you then put it in a a ring or a circle of you know of men with another territorial dog, obviously they're going to fight. Huh. Um, and to try and hold on to these dogs, yeah, they'll use wire collars, you know, whatever they can find to obviously keep this dog tied down until obviously they want to use it for a fight. And I wasn't going to allow them to do that on our Ford operating base, so I broke up one of those fights, not realizing that one of those dogs involved would actually look upon me as, um, you know, as a friend then, because I had some military biscuits, and you know, we just formed this bond you know, for six months. He was my little bit of escape from Afghanistan, if you like. I could sit with him and you know, feed him and look after him, and I just pretend I wasn't there, you know, obviously doing the job that we were doing every day. Don't the head honchos over there in the military, don't they frown upon that and don't want you to form bonds and relationships with these animals? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's lots of things going on in Afghanistan and, you know, the dogs can be deemed as a distraction. There's also um, disease to worry about. Uh, but we were in such remote location being um, attacked by the Taliban every day that, you know, the boss was, he was just happy that I was happy because obviously it was my job to keep the lads happy. So... Yeah, we didn't look after the dogs all day. It wasn't like we had a proper little kettle going. It was just the fact that you know, I had some leftover military rations, so I'd feed the dog yeah, and spend a couple of minutes with him just de-stressing, and then I'd right. go and see the lads and hopefully you know, de-stress them and you know, get them motivated to go back out on patrol again. You felt that your responsibility to get these dogs out of that situation, did you not? Yeah, I did something I should never really have done. I gave that dog, I mean, we named him Nowzad after the town that we were serving in. Um, I gave him a trust in humans, which obviously I shouldn't have done. Um, and so, you know, at the end of our tour of duty, I had no choice. You know, I was like, well, I can't leave him here because now he trusts people. I've got to, you know, I've got to give him a you know, home. Um, he'd given me, obviously, six months' worth of, like I said, just de-stressing, you know, friendship. And so the least I could do was get him somewhere safe. Is that difficult to get them physically out of that country? Yeah, I mean, no one had ever got a dog um, all the way back to the United Kingdom before. Um, and obviously we were deep into Helmand province. You know, we had absolutely no idea where you would send a dog. Um, to try and get it back to the UK. Um, eventually, we found an American lady up in Kabul who was running a small compound, and she was taking dogs in off the street. Um, and so we managed to get the dog up to her. Um, it took a lot of planning. We had to use a lot of Afghan locals um, who were actually on side with us, who were you know, happy to move a dog for us, mm. to then finally get the dog back to quarantine into the United Kingdom. Is he with you now? Yeah, now that he's actually sat by my feet as we're talking now on Aww. the radio. Um, I've had him for nearly five years now. Um, he's kind of adapted to Western life. He doesn't like the British rain, though. He's definitely not a wet weather dog. <laughs> I got to think that the these uh, the dog fight leaders didn't like you taking their dogs or messing with their dogs. Yeah, I mean, this is the Afghan police, and so we were providing security for those guys as well. So we just said to them, you know, we're here to obviously help look after you guys as well. So you play by our rules, and our oh. rules are you're not cruel to animals. So it was um, the Afghan police that were actually doing the dog fighting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. when they're bored on a you know Friday afternoon, um, they'd go and collect a couple of dogs up, and then obviously hold their own little fight. So um, you know, I soon corrected them in their ways and said, "No, you're not doing it while you're under our protection." I understand that you're still trying to save some strays around the the hood. 
Yeah, we, we um, now that one dog. I mean, we had no idea what he started, but um, yeah, we've now got our own non-profit. Oh, um, we've rescued over 330 dogs now for servicemen who find themselves wow. in the exact same position as I did. Um, you know, they're out, they're in the forward operating bases, you know, they're fighting the Taliban on a daily basis. Not all of their mates are coming home, you know, there's a lot of stress and difficulty during their tour of duty. And some of them just find solace in befriending a, you know, a stray dog and, and doing something positive by looking after it. So, What do you tell people in your homeland that say, well, there's enough dogs here to deal with. Why are you saving those dogs? Should we deal with ours in our country? Yeah, I mean, people ask us that all the time, and, you know, and quite rightly, in the UK and America, there are just thousands of stray dogs that you know, need homes and are sat in shelters. Um, but obviously these dogs have actually formed a bond with you know, their American troops or with their British, their British troops. And like I said, you know, this dog has helped a soldier get through you know, a very difficult tour of duty. So at the end, the soldier, you know, feels responsible then for that animal and wants to, you know, do an act of kindness in return, which is to obviously give it forever home in the West. And, you know, the dog has been through more or less exactly the same as the soldier has. I mean, now dad with me, he was mortared by the Taliban, shot at by the Taliban the same as I was. So Good for you. Good for you what you're doing. It's a big team effort. I kind of just started it, but... um. You know, we actually now employ seven Afghan nationals. Wow. Um, we've got an expat who works over there. Um, we now employ an American um, lady who's actually working for us in America, sorting out our, you know, getting the message out there and letting people know what, you know, Nowzad, the charity, does. Well, you have a book. You, you've chronicled all of this in a book called One Dog at a Time. Yeah, people kept asking us the story, you know, and I give talks over here in the U.K., um, and... People say, well, why, do you, you know, why isn't there a book about this? Because of you know, getting a dog from Helmand all the way back to the United Kingdom and you know, what we had to go through to do it. Um, and luckily, I kept a diary while I was out in Afghanistan. Wow. Um, and so we've written a book, and the profits that we, when we sell the book, um, go into the Now's Our Dogs non-profit. So, oh, um, great. So if you want to help this guy out, you definitely want to pick up the book. And check out the story behind this um, amazing heroism, One Dog at a Time. The author and guest right now, Penn Farthing, P-E-N Farthing, F-A-R-T-H-I-N-G. And you can get that book on at Amazon.com. Penn, thank you so much for your work, for serving, and all the great work you're doing right now. No, thank you very much for helping us out by publicizing our charity. It's really appreciated. It's a good cause. Is there a website? There is, yeah. Our website for the charity is nowzad.com, which is N-O-W-Z-A-D.com. And Zed? loads of information on there and photographs of all our American soldiers that we're currently helping out. Oh, great. I appreciate so, uh, yeah, your people, time. I mean, they'll get lost on there. There's just so much, you know, so many pictures and stories of the soldiers, you know, and their rescues and why they're actually wanting to... You know, help get this dog to the West. I'm going to go check it out right now. Now Zad, N-O-W-Z-A-D.com. Of course, Zad being the city in Afghanistan that you were in, in, that you rest. What's your dog's name? And we actually, we called him Now Zad. Now Zad, okay. Now bad and bruised, and so was he from the dog fight. So we called him Now Zad. Well, thank you for your time and your service. And I have 10 copies to give away of this book right now. A great gift. If you're not lucky enough to get through, you can get it at Amazon. Coming up next hour, Nancy Cartwright, Bart Simpson, joins us for the season of stars. We'll go back to the phones next. Six six four zero five eight four zero five. 
that is toll free to our dream team here at Animal Radio. And uh, we sample everything before we talk about them on the air. All of our advertisers are people that we've brought on board after we've sampled their products. And we love their products. Each and every one. That's how we are. We're very transparent here at Animal Radio. You know, I'm sometimes receiving those packages. If I open my mouth, it means I solely, truly believe. And we got, several months back, one of these kitty litters called Kitty Agogo. Now, we have a lot of cats here at the studio, and let's be real honest. Having a kitty litter in the middle of your business or house, wherever. Bedroom, living room, anywhere people see it. It sucks. So Not see it, smell it. It smells, and it's uh, and they're hard to clean. That's why when Kitty Gogo sent us one of these litters, we said, wow. In fact, I walked in, and I said, what is that over there? Because well, I didn't recognize know. it as a kitty litter. <laughs> it looked like a piece of furniture to added to but, the decor. Then she showed me how to clean the litters with this Kitty Gogo, which is really cool. It's just uh, you you pull it out, and it's, it's a tray. rake that cleans it out automatically. Uh, so we decided, okay, these guys, good product. Let's get them on the air and get them as a sponsor. We welcome to the show Mike Sick. How are you doing, Mike? Fantastic. Thank you. I, I appreciate all your kind comments. Well, now tell us. It must have been an idea, an epiphany it came to you, maybe at a happy hour. I don't know. <laughs> what is it that you said, okay, let's make a litter that people are going to like that's attractive? Well, the, the average uh, litter box in America and around the world is basically just a box of cat clumps in the corner. Uh-huh. And, and you want to hide it where nobody sees it. And and the reality is there's many, many, many cat owners that live in apartments yep. or live in homes that either don't have a bathroom large enough to, to have a to coexist with the litter box. So they, they'll find that they'll end up placing the litter box in a much more visible place. So the designs, explain for the listeners what designs you have and why it makes why it's such a special litter. Well, we have six uh, covers. It's a covered litter box. Uh, it's oval shaped, if you will, um, where it's wider and it has a rounded peak, if you will. Uh, we have the basic black, a shiny black. Uh, they're all made of plastic, but they they actually don't look like plastic. No, they don't. And then we have a polka dot, uh, white polka dot, uh, white and black polka dot, which just looks fabulous on white tile floors, be it in the bathroom or a utility room or wherever. Uh, we have a burl wood that looks like a mahogany, a polished wood. It's just people always come up and they're knocking on it and they go, this can't be plastic. <laughs> it, it, it looks like a beautiful I'm piece gonna sh- I'm going to hold up pictures of the microphone now. No, You can actually go to the website at animalradio.com and see pictures. I love the leopard print one in the flower print one. Gosh. It's so beautiful. Myself, I want to use it. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. Now, what about this rake thing? It makes it so much easier to clean. Why wasn't that invented before? I kind of say to myself, why didn't I think of that? Because it is a covered litter box, it would be a challenge to get in there. You know, you'd have to be crawling in there. Uh, so we've designed it so the whole drawer pulls out and there's a built-in rake. You just pull that up and pull all the clumps out in one easy motion. People have been very positive about the convenience of having the drawer tray that just pulls oh, out. That's awesome. Just like a dresser drawer. I encourage you to head over to the web right now to kittyagogo.com. Kittyagogo.com. It is truly amazing. And I'm going to give away one right now at one 405 8405 Kitty Agogo. Mike, Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, my pleasure. Hi, this is Justin Silver from CBS's Dogs in the City here on Animal Radio, just reminding you to always stay new to your pets.
Does Vlade need to come over? Oh, you know, I think my husband needs some training. <laughs> husband needs training. Okay. You know, it's it's always human failure, and I'm not saying that because I'm a mom now uh-huh. of a little cute pup, but um, it is. It's the human fault. No, it's definitely. it's husband failure. <laughs> Wait a second. I think I'm supposed to be here defending the husband. Let's hit the phones. We have, which one are we going to? Debbie? Hi, Debbie. Hi. I have Dr. <laughs> Debbie right here. You two can duel away your Debbies. Okay. It's Debbie thank squared, you. right? <laughs> yes. Um, I so have what? a beagle, and she was diagnosed recently with some neurological condition. Okay. They don't know exactly what it is, but the reason I took her to the vet was because she sounds like when she's eating that she's gagging. Even when she drinks water, she's coughing and gagging, and occasionally she'll act like she's going to throw up, but nothing comes up. And some of the muscles in the top of her head have atrophied, is what they said, and you can see, like, the bone sticking further out than it should be. Mm -hmm. And they did a muscle biopsy and a nerve biopsy, and they think it's just, um, it's not infection, but they haven't exactly got all the results back from the, um, biopsies, and they've got her own antibiotics because she's got aspiration pneumonia, and I have to feed her by sniffing dogs in my hand or making mm-hmm. teeny tiny meatballs <laughs> and giving it to her, which is hard because I haven't found a, a ground dog food that makes into a meatball very well. Mm-hmm. So I just needed to know um, if you have any suggestions or if you think neurological issues are hereditary or is it going to be the rest of her life or what? Yeah. Now, when when you say that she's developed um, uh, an aspiration pneumonia, did they specifically diagnose her with what the what we would call a mega esophagus or a kind of a, a flaccid esophagus where food doesn't go down into the stomach as, as it should? No, they said she got the food particles in her lungs is because the muscles in the back of her throat are weak due to this neurological condition. And that's okay. why she sounds like when she tries to eat. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so... Part of the food in her lungs instead of going down where Okay. Very good. I think I got a good picture of what's going on there, Debbie. And and definitely, um, I was actually, as you were saying some of these symptoms of what was going on, a couple thoughts in my mind of tests that I would be doing are actually what you're waiting on right now were some specific um, muscle testing. And, and definitely, yes, I do believe that what you're describing could fall into the category of a neuromuscular disease. So these might include diseases that are um, immune problems where uh, immune destruction occurs in different tissues, whether it's muscle, um, connective tissue, um, where have, where, wherever. Um, there can be also some infectious causes of problems. And being in the Southwest, we're very aware of some different fungal infections. And I have seen dogs that have had valley fever, which is a form of a fungal infection. And that can cause some different problems with um, muscle and neuromuscular problems, depending on where that settles in. Um, all that being said, you know, even though you have a young baby, I'd have to keep my eyes open for things like tumors or, or nodules or things like that. So I'm very happy that they did a muscle biopsy because that is one of the first things I would do once we get past some of these initial tests that they've very likely done at your veterinary office. Um, okay, that's well, I took her to um, UGA, the University of Georgia, the small oh, awesome. animal teaching hospital, 
uh-huh. because my vet just would put her on prednisone and antibiotics and it would never get any better. So they referred her over there. Absolutely, so. yeah. And and it sounds like you're in a class of a, a, a situation with your dog that this is going to take some special testing. And, and just like, you know, any human, um, you know, sometimes we can be treated by our family physician and other times we do have to call upon some specialties um, or some access to special tests, um, whether they're special blood tests or biopsies or what have you. Um, so, yeah, and, and there is a, several different conditions, but there's a, a masticatory uh, myositis problem that basically uh, um, I've seen in some dogs where they'll develop um, atrophied muscles. They can have a lot of pain upon opening their mouth. Um, So it is important to get an accurate diagnosis because we usually treat pretty aggressively with steroids, immunosuppressives, things like that. So um, in the meantime, I think it sounds like you're you're finding the right concoction of food substance um, that's going to be helpful for her to get that down. Um, if the little meatballs are best, some dogs do better with gruel, uh, kind of a watered-down canned food. Um, and other pets, it's it's a little easier if they've actually got some kind of a bolus of food, like those meatballs, to get that down. Yeah, um, they so. said that um, they had her licking it off their hand, but when I smeared it as thin as I could on my hand, she wouldn't lick. She'd bite, you know, just uh-huh. trying to bite it off in chunks. It hasn't. This hasn't affected her appetite, but um, is she in pain? You know, they did blood work, and all her blood work came back normal. Mm-hmm. So is this yeah. is this something? Because when we got her, she didn't... I have two beagles, and my oldest had the beagle head, but this one, her head has never looked like a normal beagle head to me. And I'm wondering, is this like something she was born with, and as she got older, it's just progressed? Is she in pain? Yeah. Is this, you know... Very possibly that, I mean, either situation. Some dogs with neuromuscular or neurologic disease may be completely pain-free. Um, things just don't work well. Um, but there are certain dogs with these same symptoms that can have pain. And um, physically, when I'm examining a pet with this kind of suspicion, if I try to open their mouth and they can't open their mouth, either it doesn't open fully or they're just ouchy and they cry, um, then we're definitely clearly dealing with a situation of discomfort in pain so I would want to make sure we are attacking that aspect of things and at least using some different methods in pain control um, if it seems like she is in that kind of discomfort but uh, you know again I think a, a, just in physical exam your veterinarian should should be able to tell that and whether or not um, pain medicine is even indicated for her okay. I have one other question. Is this like a lifelong condition? Very possibly, yeah. So most of these conditions that are kind of in this whole bag of diagnostics and and diagnoses, um, usually we try to control these diseases. So only in some rare cases will we find if there's an infectious cause um, or maybe a mass that can be removed, those type of things that can be cured and be done and over with. But, yeah, usually it's kind of finding the right concoction of medicines and lifestyle changes to help make the pet comfortable. Okay. I appreciate it. Thanks for your call, uh-huh. Debbie. Thank you. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with the doctor or the animal communicator, the dog behaviorist, or the groomer. We're all here for you right now. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Say it's something to be said about wanting to be a manly man. That's right. I guess I'm not all that manly then. You know what? This this new thing with the squid, I don't know what happens, but my daughter, my granddaughter was watching a TV show last summer. Yeah. And I think it was, they were Japanese, and 
the father didn't like his future son-in-law uh-huh. and was they were sitting around the dinner table so he's eating all these bizarre bugs and foods and to see if his son-in-law was man enough to eat this stuff well the father took a baby octopus a live baby live, oct- live and baby he swallowed it whole oh. to see if his son-in-law would follow him and do the same thing but the octopus put out its tentacles didn't want to go down didn't want to go put out put him out <laughs> in his throat and he got stuck Oh, and see, needless that's to say, the I'm father-in-law not, is gone now. I'm not a manly man, I guess, because yeah. number one is I wouldn't have tried to swallow. I don't think I would try to swallow a cooked octopus, never yeah. mind a live one. You know, because that would be the first thing I would think of. I'm going to choke on this, but yeah, and he's going to put his. He little, didn't think that way. He put his little. What do you call those little suction cups in his throat? Mm. And that was it. They couldn't get him out. This uh, this conversation inspired by a story that Stacy will be doing in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, is here. Dog father Joey Volani and animal communicator Joy Turner. On the show today for the season of stars, Nancy Cartwright will be joining us, the voice of Bart Simpson. And she loves her. She has a lot of great animals. Cartwright. Yeah. Also, uh, next week, Brett Michaels is joining us. Uh-huh, from Poison? Oh, well, is Poison still around? I don't think Poison's still around. I, I don't he's... think so. Yeah. Is, no, I think they are. I think they're still touring. Oh, I, I, I didn't know I, that. I could be wrong. I, I, I believe well, they were about a year ago. Um, mm. I remember seeing um, I've did, seen them. Didn't um, Brad have a brain hemorrhage, hemorrhage or something like that? Yeah, yeah, he did. He recovered from You know what's funny is I, was, I, I work with, for them in their, in their heyday. Oh, yeah? Um, you know, when they, yeah, in the, um, in, the, in the 90s when they were, you know, one of the biggest bands on the planet. And it's funny because I wasn't big on the hair bands because I was an old 80s heavy metal guy, you know, so I hate them, but um, I the more I got to you know 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 Brett Michaels, the more I liked him. Because number one, he's next to me, probably the biggest Pittsburgh Steelers fan oh. in the world. So, <laughs> so I gotta like the guy. And then just hearing him talk, I just didn't like him because he was going out with all those beautiful women. And I, you know, I was just, was jealous. just jealous. That's yeah, all. I understand that. Well, we'll be talking to him next week right here on Animal Radio, and we'll ask him all those questions. And uh, I understand he's representing PetSmart now. No, I guess he has a brand new line of accessories that's at PetSmart. Yeah, pet toys, accessory, clothing. Who would have thought? He's, I know that he's created for dogs. <laughs> but today it's Nancy Cartwright, voice of Bart Simpson, as she joins us. That that program has been good. She's a gazillionaire, by the way. These voiceovers. Just from that, right? Just, Just from, from that. her voice. Just from that voice. And her voice in real life is like that, too. Nah, it's a little different. So, Joey, I understand you have a tip today to help us with our poison ivy. Should we ever get poison ivy? Well, it's a tip that, it, that um, yeah, I guess it works. It works on, actually, I know it works on you, but it's really for your, for your pet. It's really to de-poison ivy, the pet, so you don't get it. And, um... They'll share that with us you later. Know. Okay. Because you got poison ivy last week. I got it bad. I got it bad from the freaking dog. And, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, as long as I've been grooming, I've never, never had to deal with anything like that. And, um, you know, I guess either, either my tolerance, um, has changed or, um, you know, it just, I, but, you know, this is cool. This tip this week is really cool because it's something I'm going to, you know, um, apply into the, into the salon and, um, and, charge for it so <laughs> any way to make money okay that's coming up right here free of charge though for you listening to animal radio free, free of charge that's right see on animal radio it's free see and you know vladi has a three-month waiting list and he charges up ying yang for his services but you can talk to him free same with dr debbie uh, i'm free all the time pretty you can talk to me anytime for free one 405 8405 to connect with the dream team stacy what are you working on 
Sometimes it's a little lonely when you go out of town, but the University Plaza Hotel and Convention Center in Springfield, Missouri, is now offering guests a chance to have chip, flicker, sparkle, or even blondie come to your room. (laughs) Is that legal? Coming up on (laughs) Animal Radio News. Might be legal there. I've had blondie to the room before. Let's uh, hit the phone. 1-866-405-8405. <laughs> yeah, but she really wasn't there in person. No, she wasn't. <laughs> it was all in my imagination. Exactly. This is Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team, Vladi the world famous Russian dog wizard, Dr. Debbie, dog father Joey Volani, and animal communicator Joey Turner. Just a few minutes. Joey is going to give us his tip of the week. It has to do with poison ivy, which he learned about last week. He learned the hard way. Yes, he did. Nancy Cartwright, Bart Simpson of the, uh, well, of the Simpsons, will be joining us, right, in a few minutes. A little discombobulated, a lot going on. Brett Michaels joining us next weekend here on the season of Stars. You, I know you're excited Yay. about that, Dr. Debbie. Calm down, girl. <laughs> of course, yeah. And Stacy, working on the news, what, what do you got going on? Well, we're going to talk about some celebrities coming up that have some weird animals. Actually, you know, they're not weird, but uh-huh. you just wouldn't suspect, like, Mike Tyson is a pigeon guy. <laughs> Maybe you would suspect Tyson's a pigeon guy. I'll tell you all about these guys coming up on Animal Radio News. Uh, let's uh, let's go to the phones, please. We have Michael on the phones. Hi, Michael. How are you doing? Doing fine. How are y'all doing today? Good. What's going on in your world? Oh, I have, my mother has a Manx. It's two and a half years old, and he has now developed the problem of urinating wherever he wants to in her house. Ah, oh, that's your mother's problem too, then. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of my problem too, though. So. <laughs> All righty. Now, tell me about this guy. Does he go outdoors? Is he indoor? Uh, are there he, other cats in the home? He's an indoor cat. He has the option to go in or out, but he prefers inside, and there are outside cats. Okay, outside and, cats that are her kitties or that just are kind of like neighborhood No, they're, cats? Her, they're her cats, too. And it's right. just developed over the last three or four months. We've taken him, had him checked for urinary tract infections and all this. And mm-hmm. uh, the strangest thing, the doctor wanted to put him on a Prozac, and it was a Cajun vet who... The last person in the world who would say that. Oh. <laughs> and I don't yeah, Mike, Mike, this, why this question to the doctor and not to the behaviorist? I assume when you have a diarrhea, you don't go to the eye doctor. You go to the you know internal specialist. What's the makes the doctor better well, than maybe, behaviorist? Maybe, <laughs> maybe because For it's any a kitty. I can find. We've done everything <laughs> got on Prozac. So if I had a flat tire, yes, I would call a tow truck to come get it. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about something here, Michael. Um, I'm glad, first of all, that you had your kitty evaluated by the veterinarian because that's always the first thing when we have inappropriate urination is we want to make sure we don't have any signs of crystals or urinary tract infection because that can even in a slight pro- in a slight uh, amount can cause more behavioral issues. So you got to make sure we roll that out. Um, from here, I'm going to lay down the truth to you. The number one thing is that as long as you have kitties that are outdoor kitties that are right around that immediate environment and he's indoors, we are never going to get this behavior under control. So very commonly, I see a lot of uh, folks turn to behavior medica- behavioral medications to try to control urine marking in the home when there's outdoor cats right immediately outside those doors and windows of the home. As long as those cats are there, it is a stimulus for the indoor cat to urine mark. 
they can't get outside or they don't want to get outside, but they still feel the need to mark their territory indoors. So I'm not opposed to trying Prozac, and in, in many situations, that or other behavioral medicines, we do need to try those for certain kitties. But for me, the number one thing is we have to think long and hard about this kitty living indoors and then having the outdoor kitties that can be in that immediate environment. Now, some some folks, it's actually outdoor cats that are not theirs. They're just neighbor's cats or stray cats or what have you. Right. Um, so there has to be that kind of buffer zone. So many cats will close the windows, will close the doors so that they don't have that visual access to seeing those outdoor kitties. And then from there, um, you know, if your outdoor cats are fed right by the back door, let's move their feeding station, move that to the side where the garage is, something away from the house, um, because that's going to be a constant reminder to the Manx that, um, you know, there's outdoor cats there, and he's just going to have to mark his territory. And you can do that in kind ways, you know, as far as, you know, uh, letting those those kitties live outside without disrupting their lifestyle as well. Um Sometimes, you know, I know Vlad is all about the citrus things, but cats don't dig citrus. So you can put citrus peels in like the little gardens and the beds around the windows to try to keep the kitties maybe a bit away from the house. Citronella um, well. oil works too. Citronella oil. Yeah. The, the other thing is it's not just doors. This guy has totally lost his mind. He will go to, it's a large house, and he will go pick him a chair out and just, look at you and do his business while he's looking at you. Yeah. And you know, it's not that he's doing it maliciously. He's doing what he thinks he needs to do to say, hey, this is my territory, this is my turf. Um, so, and it doesn't have to be necessarily doors. Some cats will prefer exit points, windows, doors, um, different uh, pathways through the home. Um, so I would say that it uh, doesn't matter to me where it's happening, but yeah, this is something that the, are you currently using Prozac with him, you said? No, no, no. They, they, this this Cajun vet suggested that, which really blew my mind. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I just, you know, all the cats around are fixed, and you know, they, we we believe in spaying and neutering and taking care of the animals and everything. So. Just, I was mm-hmm. hoping you might have a, a wonder fix for me. Well, <laughs> you know, the, that's, the one, wonder... that's, one the, that's one of the things I don't like to deal with the cats because, you know, it was the dog. was dog would kick his butt and we would get it through, but the cats, you cannot <laughs> yeah, train, you cannot you mark your own. A mice you know. is an animal on its own, I think. They are unique little guys, definitely. <laughs> and, uh, and, and sometimes they do behave a little bit more like dogs. So, you know, I can see where um, you can have a little more problems with this, but you know, I would definitely try uh, working on a combination. You know, just because okay. he's a Cajun vet, I don't think he's crazy. Hey, okay. <laughs> you might know where so, some good restaurants are. You know, that's a good thing about those Cajun vets. Look, I, if you ever get down here, save the phone number. I know the chef of the year in Louisiana, okay. so I'll fix you guys up. That's so cool. You know, they don't have any Cajun food here in California. It's really weird. I, I got to make my trip down to Louisiana for that. By the way, we have Nike, the studio cat, who he'll like take a little leak right in front of you and he'll be like, you know, I'm taking a time out over yeah, here. Yeah, just have a little time out. Yeah. yeah. We, did, we decided to put him on Prozac and actually that was very effective and he had. It did. It, it, it did work. So yeah. I'm going to. Did it make him goofy or anything or was he less active? Less active. He was, he's a very nervous cat that would constantly pace the house in the evening just walking in every room and he actually calmed him down to where he could actually lay down and relax with the other cats 
It took the edge off him. You, you know, the thing is that urine marking is actually a form that cats display anxiety. So in Nike's case, he was also doing some of the other behaviors. Right. Some cats don't do that. Um, and it's just marking is their way of showing their anxiety with a situation. So, um, but yeah, and, and I think with Nike, we even started at a higher dose and tapered him down to, right. to what we could maintain. He's actually off of it right now. Yeah, yeah. He? He's, he was on it for probably about two, three years, and we finally weaned him off about a month ago. Yeah. And he he's is better than Clomacom? Not necessarily. It just depends on the kitties. I, I, for urine marking, I like Prozac better than Clomacom. Um, I just feel that the kitties do respond a little bit better. Um, but uh, you know, it, that too, that also could be used, Vlad. Well, listen, guys, I do appreciate it. If you get to Louisiana, say the phone number and give me a call. We'll you know, you know it. Food. You know it. Can we go broadcast the show in Louisiana, Judy? Can we? Travel Let's down do that. There. We ought to do that. Michael, thank you so much for calling today. one 405 8405 This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Pet Stay. It's a unique program for guests and their four-legged friends. Available at Flamingo, Bally's, and Heroes Resorts in Las Vegas. Pet Stay includes the food, the water dish, the sleeping mat, dog treats, and, well, of course, the specialty room service menu. I mean, what hotel wouldn't be worth its stay if there wasn't a specialty room service menu. Find more details at caesars.com slash Vegas Tonight in Las Vegas, George Wallace, the very funny comedian George Wallace. Uh, also very nasty, by the way. This is a 21 and over show. Ooh. Yeah. Sign me up. Through December 15th. The tickets start at forty nine ninety five and go to $75. It's happening at the Flamingo Showroom at the Flamingo Las Vegas. So bring your pet. They can stay. Caesars Palace, Paris, Planet Hollywood, Harris, Flamingo, Bally's, Rio, and Imperial Palace Resorts in Las Vegas all offer the Pet Stay program, and they sponsor Animal Radio. We'll head back to the phones next. This is Animal Radio. Concierge desk, this is Amanda. Yes, I can recommend a great place for a walk. Flamingo, Bally's, and Harrah's Las Vegas are rolling out four-star treatment for our four-legged friends. Our new pet stay program includes in-room accommodations for up to two dogs, food and water dishes, sleeping mat, dog treats, specialty room service menus, and more. The dog days are here. Book your stay at Caesars.com slash Vegas or call 800-427-7247. You love your pets, but should anything ever happen to your furry friend, could you really afford it? With pet insurance from ProtectYourBubble.com, you can get up to 90% reimbursement for covered charges. Use any licensed vet and cancel at any time. Let us help you care for your pet with pet insurance that covers accidents and illnesses. Visit ProtectYourBubble.com for a quick quote or call us at 855-792-7387. That's 855-792-7387. Underwritten by United States Fire Insurance Company. Coverage may vary by state. Fido-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Borders, Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Hey there, you've reached Claire. Leave me a message. Claire, it's Anne. Hey, you know that hormone balancing product we talked about before? The all-natural one, Amberin? Well, I gotta tell you this. Not only did Amberin stop my hot flashes, but since I started the Amberin program, I have lost so much weight. Seriously, even my belly fat, it's gone. I haven't been this thin in years. I feel great. Give me a call. 
The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, it can be practically impossible to lose weight. Amberin restores hormonal balance naturally, so the weight can just fall off. Yes, even that stubborn belly fat. Plus, Amberin eliminates other symptoms of hormonal aging, too. So with your hormones in balance, you can feel great and finally lose the weight. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply, free. Call 1-800-654-6449. That's 1-800-654-6449. It's Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405. Toll free. As Joey was saying earlier, we have some great advice for you that normally he charges a lot for. And Vlade, you have to wait three months to get in with him. You can get in right now at that toll-free number. Also, Dr. Debbie, one of the best veterinarians in the country, if not the best. And she's helping us all right now. Uh, by the way, Joey, in just a few minutes, will tell us how to deal with poison ivy. If your dog gets into poison ivy, of course, he had to deal with that last week. And uh, he's found a great solution for that. <laughs> Talking about pugs, we had a Shih Tzu that popped its eye out playing Holy with another dog. Holy moly. Mm. And that happens a lot in pugs. How did it do that? The doggy was actually playing with other dogs outside, and um, it's actually very common. They have such shallow little eye sockets and big uh, round eyes that uh, just a little pressure around the neck can actually put those eyes just to pop right out. I didn't wow. know that. You know, you always look at them and you say, well, their eyes look like they're popping out anyway. That happened to me when I was babysitting, but it was a kid. That- Your eye fell out? No, a kid, a kid I was babysitting. She was oh, a little over a year old, and she was born with really large eyes. They were too big for uh-huh. her socket. And the doctor said as her head grew, her skull grew, they would fit. But as a child, and she would rub her eyes when she got tired, and she would just take her finger and pop one I out. I bet that freaked you out. It freaked me <laughs> out. Let me tell you. I was about 15 years old, and this child was sitting on the floor and turned around and looked at me. I just lost it. And thank God she had an older sister about seven years old that said, oh, God, she did it again. Come on. Took her to the bathroom, applied a wet washcloth, and got her to cry to kind of pull the muscles and got it popped right back in. Oh, that's good. That's it's like they didn't even need me there. I was, I'm the one that needed caring after that. Uh, you know what will make your eyes pop out is Mugly, the eight-year-old Chinese uh, crested who just won the title of the world's ugliest dog. By the way, kind of a weird contest to have. Is that, that a female? Ugly? That is. Um, or is it a male? You know, I don't know. Let's see. Mugly. Mugly's a guy's name, isn't it? I would think so. He wouldn't name a girl. It sounds name. masculine. Yeah, yeah, it does sound masculine. Uh, he has a little facial hair, so I'm thinking guy. <laughs> he picks up $1,000 in a year's worth of dog cookies because, Judy, Why? Because he's so ugly, he has to sneak up on a cookie. Yes, there you go. Judy just made that up today, and I thought that's... uh, Speaking of cookies, this portion of Animal Radio was brought to you by Stella and Chewy's. You know they're damn proud. It is natural goodness for dogs made with raw USDA-inspected meat. It's raised naturally. No added hormones or antibiotics. And it's the official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. You can visit StellaAndChewy's.com to learn more. Right now, uh, let's uh, head over to our Facebook page. We got Animal Radio, and we have an email from Ruth Johnson. I believe this is for Vlade. Ruth says, we have a 13-year-old border collie named Willow, and she's a wild woman. What was that? Wild, wild woman. woman. <laughs> she is crate trained. <laughs> 
and she lives with her crate in a large outdoor covered kennel. We live in the country, so she's out most of the time. We want to start obedience training her now because she's constantly jumping up, nipping our hands, and we're just trying to hold her when she does this. We own two other Border Collies. They're not so difficult in training. My question is, where do we start? How do we start the process in training this one? Basically, her question is, what we can do? You can do nothing and keep complaining about the problem. It's once one, not my choice, but one of the choices you can make. But I guess you want to take the actions. That's what you're calling us. Well, there is another solution just to listen 99.9% of the dog trainers nowadays who will suggest you your puppy will overgrow it. They will suggest it's okay the puppy behave like this. Or may you want to just like a scream, pretend like a, you get hurt and freeze. You know, and hoping they know the puppy will not think you're a squeaky toy to hurt you even more so you could squeak more. <laughs> or maybe, maybe listening those trainers who will suggest you, maybe you gotta put the dog in the, in the crate for time out, or maybe you wanna leave the room to, 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 to ignore this type of the behavior and hope that this, your puppy is going to learn on its own. Well, you can hope or not, like we say in Russia, hope die last um, but I, I prefer to take the actions uh, Ruth you can take few actions proactive action and reactive action and I, I like to use them in combination because this is double punch approach how to use proactive action well by setting your problem up so let's just focusing on the symptoms okay the puppy is nipping, jumping, doing, because why she does? Because it's benefit her, because she gets something in return, your attention, yeah? Well, withdraw attention is not going to work. You can't be positive also if your dog is negative. So the correction, proactive correction will be following. You gotta, you gotta buy the teeth. Like a doggy mama has the teeth. Uh, for your puppy, for Australian Shepherd, we could get a star, like star in the sky, sorry for my accent. Star mark color for small dogs. It's a kind of plastic teeth, very gentle, but still shows proper pressure points around the neck to stimulate what? Doggy mama bite. Nobody knows in the whole world how to deal with the situation better than doggy mama. So how I will do this? How I'm going to use those teeth? Easily. I'm going to put Yorkie's leash. What I mean by Yorkie leash, something very light, so has no weight. And I'm going to connect the end of that six-foot leash to those teeth, to the star mark color. And after that, I mean, I want to make sure I do it when the puppy is, uh, you know, calm and relaxed and not showing any bad behavior. I guess, I, I, because I want to do proactive strike. And after that, I basically will holding the leash and, and the key is to have a good slack so the dog would not think you're in charge. So the puppy would think, so you would create surprise factor. That's the key. And I know no matter how many times I say, I even show the people and they still don't have a slack. No slack, no pop, no pop, no bite, no bite, no imitation of the nature. Oh, I like how I said sometimes. That was really I cool. Yeah, you have to write like it down that. right I'm gonna now. I'm going to write it down right now. And you, Judy, don't look at me. I still have a few minutes. Huh? So <laughs> no, I still have a two minutes, so don't look at me like that. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to, with one hand, provoke the issue. So i got to touch the head or something, ears, and, and the puppy is okay, i got to snap you right now. And just she's going to snap my or nip my or mouth my, my right hand. I momentarily will do a canine language of disapproval. Scream, ah, 
which his dog is hearing uh, growling. Don't forget people about your no, because your dog think probably the word no is their nickname, because you use so many times without any consequences. Scream, ah, uh, move your body toward your dog, that's assertiveness, and snap the leash. Remember, snap, which is will transferring to the bite, but not pull and hold. I tell the people snap, and they pull and hold. That will create worse situation. You have to snap and let it go, like almost like a taekwondo move, like reverse action as quick as forward. It's almost like a shake the hand, shake the fingers. The puppy will going to get startled from that time you say, Good girl. Here is American cheese, Russian kalbasa, whatever, and petting the dog. And do a few times. You win few battles, you win the war. And that's I will do it when the puppy is nice, by setting the problem up, not telling her bite my hand, but just testing the water. I got to quickly interrupt the things and praising you after. And after that, you know, I... No matter how much you work proactively, sometimes you have to take reactive actions. So I would arm myself with, with two things. With a device, air spray device by name Pet Convincer. Pet Convincer. Yeah, you push the button, air comes out. We're going to really start Australian shop in the big way. And second, I like to use a mystical acoustic bag. But I'm not going to tell you what it is. I will just tell you you can make something similar by going to your local store and get, we say in Michigan, pop can in Midwest. Pop can. I mean, you say in California, soda, um, soda can. Yeah. Make sure it's aluminum, half size, very small. Put inside five pennies. Five pennies, people. Penny, penny. With Lincoln. Sorry for my accent. No beans, no marble chimps, no landscaping stones. People did everything to me, hell. So put those five pennies, and at any given time, the dog is chasing you by the heels or cutting you off. Sharply toss in front of the dog and scream. Ah, boom! That's going to get startled. If you're going to touch your puppy, it's no big deal, too. Because, you know, it's going to imitate, it's very light, but it's imitate kind of tooth hit. You know, Cesar Milan, our friend, dog whisper, running around and touching the dogs to the fingers, as he said, that's imitation, the same thing, like a dogs do each other and snapping each other to the shoulder blade. You can do the same move with a can, which is ricocheting, will touch the puppy, and uh, with the air, touching the shoulder blade with the air. That's basically it. Uh, you can do this, and you can do that. It does not take too much time. But again, get the puppy in the good obedience school to address the root cause of the problem, which is lack of discipline, lack of structures, and not viewing you. As the Alpha. Thank you for emailing us and thank you for being so loyal listener. You said you're listening to our show all the time. We love you. Very good. one 405 to connect with our dream team in just a few minutes. Bart Simpson. Well, not Bart Simpson. Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson, joining us. And next week, Brett Michaels from Poison joining us. This portion of Animal brought to you by... Kitty Agogo, bringing you six attractive litter box options in colorful designs from leopard prints to polka dots, especially suited for smaller homes or apartments where traditional litter boxes are an eyesore. Kitty Agogo will add stylish decor for you and your cat. It's available at kittyagogo.com. That's kittyagogo.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Some nights I can't get to sleep. Some nights I can't stay asleep. With Unisom, I can do both. Unisom sleep tabs are clinically proven to help you fall asleep 33% faster and keep you asleep longer. So you get a more restful night's sleep. 
Made with an ingredient not found in other leading sleep aids, Unisump sleep tabs are safe and non-habit forming. Just one pill takes the uncertainty out of bedtime, giving you the sleep you need. So I wake up ready to go. Unisump sleep tabs. Fall asleep faster. Sleep longer. Extremely dry, itchy skin needs intensive relief that lasts. So get Gold Bond Intensive Healing Cream. With two dedicated medicines, it targets the underlying causes of itch and irritation. Whether they be allergies, rashes, irritation, or just dry, chapped skin. And it has seven moisturizers to provide relief that lasts and lasts. Gold Bond Intensive Healing Cream. Intensive healing for lasting itch relief. Use as directed. You love your pets, but should anything ever happen to your furry friend, could you really afford it? With pet insurance from ProtectYourBubble.com, you can get up to 90% reimbursement for covered charges. Use any licensed vet and cancel at any time. Let us help you care for your pet with pet insurance that covers accidents and illnesses. Visit ProtectYourBubble.com for a quick quote or call us at 855-792-7387. That's 855-792-7387. Underwritten by United States Fire Insurance Company. Coverage may vary by state. Hi, this is Joy Behar on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Willie Nelson's continuing to support the ban on the slaughtering of wild horses. The country legend told HLN's Jane via Skype that there's no reason for the slaughter. He added that protecting the animals could actually provide jobs for we people. We can hire some cowboys to take care of them. Let the cowboys make some money taking care of these wild horses. Let's don't kill them. Nelson said that horses deserve our help and our gratitude. He explained that horses have served humans well for centuries and played a pivotal role in American history. While the horse slaughter ban has been extended, Willie says he believes the majority of Americans should support making the ban permanent. He's also appealing to the public to urge their legislators to take further steps on behalf of the horses. Well, what obvious and not so obvious precautions should dog owners take when they're hiking or camping with their pet? The answer? Be aware of the rules involving pets at the campsite or on the trail and follow them. Here's some tips to follow. Always keep your dog on a leash or on a lunge line. Even the most well-trained and mellow dog can wander off or be unable to resist the urge to chase a small running rodent. And there's nothing more frightening than losing your dog in an unfamiliar environment. You should always have multiple forms of ID on your dog. And make sure your dog is microchipped. This is a good one, too. I mean, they say this for a lot of emergencies. Uh, have a recent photo of you and your dog so you can easily prove that this dog is yours. There's a picture of me and my dog, and that proves that it's mine. Don't leave your dog locked in a closed vehicle during the summer months. The temperature inside a vehicle can be upwards of 40% hotter inside than the temperature outside. Famous people are accustomed to having everything they want, so it's not rare to see them out and about flaunting their extravagant lifestyles with unusual sidekicks. While some famous people go for the cute and cuddly, others go for scary and exotic. Tori Spelling, she doesn't have just one weird pet. She's got a Noah's Ark variety of pets. She has the normals, cats and dogs and bunnies, but she also has chickens and goats. Kristen Stewart, the famous vampire lover, she actually has wolves. Apparently, she owns some kind of wolf-dog hybrid. She once did a photo shoot with it and said, this is my pet. I know he looks kind of scary. He's a wolf. He's really sweet, though. George Clooney, he's got a special spot in his heart for his pot-bellied pig. The pig Max he had from 1987 to 2006 made it probably 
the longest relationship of Clooney's life. And Mike Tyson, he's got a thing for pigeons. He told the New York Post, I feel great pride acting as official representative for all the pigeon lovers out there. Um, then, of course, uh, Hugh Hefner, he's got a pet bunny. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, he has a few of those. But Hefner actually has a zoo permit and a backyard that's filled with squirrel monkeys and more than a 100 species of birds. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at animalradio.com. Stay tuned for a million-dollar dream body announcement. Do you want to lose weight? How about toning and sculpting your entire body in just six to eight minutes a day? You've seen it on TV with Chuck Norris and Christy Brinkley. They love the Total Gym. Well, we're out to prove once and for all that the Total Gym melts off the pounds better than anything else on the market in just six to eight minutes a day. So if you want to try it, give us a call because we're going to let up to a million people from across the nation try the Total Gym for just $1. If you call right now, 1-800-335-2589. That's right. The first callers right now from this station get to try the famous Total Gym for 30 days for just $1. The Total Gym will have you in the best shape of your life in just six to eight minutes a day. Whether you want to firm and slenderize or build and sculpt your body, the Total Gym is the one machine that does it all. The first 50 callers from this station right now can try Total Gym for just $1 and shipping is free. Call now. 1-800-335-2589. That's 1-800-335-2589. 1-800-335-2589. Hey there, you've reached Claire. Leave me a message. Claire, it's Anne. Hey, you know that hormone balancing product we talked about before? The all-natural one. Amberin? Well, I gotta tell you this. Not only did Amberin stop my hot flashes, but since I started the Amberin program, I have lost so much weight. Seriously, even my belly fat, it's gone. I haven't been this thin in years. I feel great. Give me a call. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40 is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, it can be practically impossible to lose weight. Amberin restores hormonal balance naturally, so the weight can just fall off. Yes, even that stubborn belly fat. Plus, Amberin eliminates other symptoms of hormonal aging too. So with your hormones in balance, you can feel great and finally lose the weight. Be one of the first 50 callers right now, and they'll send you a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Call one 800 654 6449. That's 1-800-654-6449. 1-800-654-6449. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This next celebrity, she is uh, probably one of the best known celebrities we've had on the show, except if you run into her in the supermarket you're probably not going to recognize her. No, even if you hear her voice, you probably won't recognize sure her Sure you will. You think so? Yeah. Does that ever happen to you, Nancy? Are you at the cash register at, at, at uh, let's say, a supermarket, and you're checking out, and you say something, and somebody says, hey, I know who you are? You know what? Rarely. Because when you hear my normal voice, which is the one I'm using right now, yes. <laughs> um, I don't think I sound like, like, here's, here's Bart Simpson, right? What's happening, man? Yo! Judy, what's happening, dude? Uh, Nancy Cartwright, Bart Simpson, and of course, a multitude of other voices, which we're just finding out. I'm actually realizing that, uh, boy, you you do a lot of animal voices on a lot of different other programs. You're uh, uh, Chucky on Rugrats, you're Rufus, the naked mole rat on Kim Possible. Yeah. I've been Little Ponies. I've been a gusty pony on My Little Pony, and I think I think I did about eight ponies: Sunflower Pony, Baby Pony, Star Dancer Pony, <laughs> bunch of ponies. I've been 
a snork. I'm not sure what a snork is, what kind of an animal that is. But I was a snork. I've been, what else have I been animal-wise? Um, oh, uh, well, another critter who I don't know is an animal or an alien was FX. I think he might have been an alien. I've had my share of non-humanoid critters. Well, you know what? You have probably the most fun gig in the world. Yeah. Did you really? say, when I grow up, I want to be a voiceover artist like you are? Well, you know, it's interesting because um, it sort of was presented to me in a way, but as a kid, I would, I, I like to tell jokes and do sound effects, and people would laugh, and I always liked making people laugh. So I got involved in theater so I could keep doing that. And then by the time I got in high school, of course, I did community theater and the junior and senior class plays, but they had a speech team. And I competed on the speech team, and I would tell stories and change my voice and just do a bunch of different voices. And the judges would say to me, you know, you've got an unusual voice, you should do cartoons. Wow. So they sort of put it there for me, but this was in Dayton, Ohio, not not exactly the animation capital of the world, <laughs> no. you know? No, it isn't. Well, so do you have any pets at home? Yes. Well, tell us about your pets at home. We have tons of pets. Really? Um, I live on a, a one-acre ranch-style well, it's a kind of a country farmhouse, and we, we just got finished renovating it. I've got uh, two dogs. I've got a golden retriever named Lydia um, and a little mixed dog, Buddy. He's kind of, I think he's a, he's a combination of like a, a black lab and a, and, a and a Dalmatian and a Ferrari because he runs really <laughs> fast. <laughs> he's a cool little guy, little Buddy. And we have three cats. We have Emma, who's totally black, and then there's Pip-Pip and Cheerio. <laughs> and you know what? We just got, we put in this um, saltwater fish tank, uh -huh. and we've got the most beautiful, oh, I am in love. And we've got seahorses. We've got these oh, two wow. seahorses, and they're so yummy. They're just like, they're magical. And I just, every day going down there, and they're, you know, you have to, to take a little bit of extra care to, to feed them because uh -huh. they don't, have the abilities like normal fish do, but, but they just kind of dance and they swirl and they go with the flow of the water and they're starting to get more confidence with, with this environment because they've only been with me since, I don't know, the second week of January. So uh -huh. they're really getting, they're getting acclimated to this space and oh, they're just magical. Well, now, don't they uh, normally carry the children in... Uh, uh, the male. The male usually... Yeah, it's it's quite a different system where... The female has the eggs, and then she plants them into the male, mm -hmm. and then the male, they get, they get embedded into the interior lining of the male's pouch. Mm -hmm. Then he will, um, whatchamacallit, fertilizes them, and then he incubates them for, the, the, like for two to three weeks and feeds them internally and then actually gives birth to them. And wow. he, they can have as many as 1,500 little baby seahorses at wow. one, one have, shot. Have you gone through that process yet? No, not yet. Me personally? <laughs> Me personally, I've carried my own two babies. <laughs> do you know if you have a male and a female? We do. We have one of each. And typically the males are a little bit smaller than the females. I'll tell you, this little female, her name is Giddyup. They're Giddyup and Seabiscuit. And little Giddyup, she is amazing because within two days, she was just totally exploring the entire tank. She would, she would float, she would lift her body, and she would just float up to the top, kind of go up to the top. Then she would lay horizontal, and then the weight of her snout 
And then when she would curl her tail, it would form a ballast, and like a parachute, she would drop down to the bottom. Wow. And she would just dance and swirl and then spiral across. She just is in love being here. She, it's just, and it's just terrific watching them. They're, so, they're much better than a television. Oh, no, <laughs> yes. If you have too many babies, can you spay and neuter seahorses? Yeah. I don't know if you... Yeah. I don't think I want to get into that. <laughs> so we won't go there. Well, now, are you speciesist? Uh, we have uh, fish, we have cats, we have dogs. Which one do you like the most? I love my pets. And, you know, living on this this kind of farm, we've, we I've sort of turned it back into the original farm that it was. We're uh-huh. building a, a big old barn. And I have a, I guess my prize pet probably would be my life-size fiberglass Holstein cow. <laughs> milk dud. Milk dud? <laughs> yeah. You said fiberglass, right? She's fiberglass. She, she's fiberglass. But you know what? She's, like I said, milk dud. She doesn't actually give milk, unfortunately. But That's the name. Well, I had to do it because of the don't have a cow, man, because I decided I should have a cow. <laughs> We're talking with Nancy Cartwright, of course, the voice of uh, many cartoon voices, but most prominently the uh, voice of Bart Simpson. You say you love pets. You've had pets yeah. most of your life. What, what was your first pet, cat, dog, and, and how did it um, make an influence on you? The first pet that we had was uh, we had Bassett Hounds when, we, when I was growing up. Oh. And I remember um, the first one that we had was Lady, and I was so young. Gosh, I think I was probably maybe about four years old, and... Uh, and then Lady had puppies, and one of them was Pearl, and then we kept Pearl. We always had dogs, though. I don't know, and I don't know why we never had cats. But as soon as I could, I got my, I got cats. I wanted to have cats too. And I, I just, you know, I don't know if other kids make this mistake, but man, when I grew up, I always thought. The dogs were the males and cats were females. Sure, I understand that. <laughs> Go figure. That is just like, I don't know how old I was before I figured out that mistake. Wow. And then you get to the real world and you realize that the seahorses are, are having the babies and that, and that the birds are, the boy birds are usually the prettier birds, which doesn't apply in the human world. Exactly. Mostly I remember our dog that we had named Barney, and Barney was a schnauzer, cocker, spaniel, Dachshund mix, schnockacockadock, I think is the, <laughs> the correct term for him. Um, but Barney was such a good guy, and I remember going off to college, and my heart was broken because, you know, I had to leave, and it was it was Barney probably that I was going to miss the most. Uh-huh. But just having a, an animal around and an animal there to greet you when you get home from a, either coming home from school or, you know, as an adult coming home from work, it's just, and they're so dedicated and I love having dogs and cats, and they can actually, in our house, I don't know if this is typical, but they they actually get along with each other. It's Uh amazing. Did you ever practice any of your character voices on your pets when you were younger? You know what? You get a t-shirt for that. (laughs) Nobody has asked me that question. Uh It always amazes me that after all these years that, you know, somebody can actually come up with a fresh question I've never answered before. But no, I have never used my animals as guinea pigs. (laughs) No, I thought you were going to say yes. No. Nancy, the voice of Bart Simpson, we appreciate you spending time and telling us about your love of animals today. Oh, you bet. Love them. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guests at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so proud to introduce to you, if this is your first time, Dogfather Joey Volani here on Animal Radio with our tip of the week. 
and he's looking he's 70 pounds lighter. You Just are. about. I'm, I'm, I plateaued a little bit. I'm 68 pounds. I've been there for a little while. but So listen, last week I was itching my ass off, yep. okay, because um, the dog um, apparently rolled in poison ivy. And... Um, after the, after we got off, after we finished the show, I went on the internet, and the, the best thing about the internet is you can find er- everything. And being a groomer as long as I have, I basically thought I've seen and tried everything, and I find out that I haven't hmm. because I needed something. So I, I, you know, I looked at everything because bottom line is poison ivy; it's oils from the plant. So I figured, well, any any type of degreaser should work, you know, Dawn dish detergent that. And there was some remedies on there, bleach and water, but I'm not going to use that on my dog or my skin. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's good, I guess, for the tools that you're using. But anyway, I came across a product called Technu. Now, Technu. Technu. It was originally um, invented by a doctor, and it was for um, it was. It's a waterless cleanser that was for radioactive um, dust. Okay, and um, it was developed apparently in the forties um, from when they were testing, um, you know, the, the the atomic bomb, and from you know all the tests. And he made this, and his wife somehow found out that it removes poison ivy. Hmm. So I looked to find out where you can buy it because the worst thing is is you talk about these things and you can never find it and fortunately in most drugstores it's on the shelves it's one of those things that you probably walk past a million times and um, you never use it now what basically what it is it will remove the oils off of you or your pet and even says it right right on a thing um, used for um, pets and it can remove skunk odor they say it removes sap it removes it from your clothes and basically what it is it's a cream Mm -hmm. that you rub on and you would rub it all over your pet okay again don't get it in their eyes Rinse them with cool water, rub it on your pet again, and rinse it again. Now, I know it's a little bit of a process, and definitely it will be a little bit messy, but I'll tell you what, it's definitely a lot better than feeling the way I felt last sure. week um, because it was just horrible, horrible. This stuff I'm bringing into the salon. I'm going to definitely market this um, because, <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess a lot more people um, get this from their pets than I thought because when I was researching it, there were tons and tons of people. What do I do? What do I do with my pet? My pet's rolled in poison ivy. Um, we went hiking. And if you think about it, you know, a lot of people hike with their with their dogs. Sure. And um, they're walking through it all the time. And, and I didn't know that it has a um, reaction time up to eight hours. Oh, wow. So which means that the oils on the dog can last up to eight hours before that they get on you and they can actually put them on your furniture i found out or in your car and you can still get contaminated from all of that oh wow so i never knew any of that so this is the greatest thing now can you use it once your rash is already broke out it doesn't know at that point in time it'll it'll help dry the rash out apparently but it's not gonna it's not gonna relieve the itching um So you have to, yeah. So the whole thing is, if you know what it looks like, see, I'm an idiot, and and I never really paid attention <laughs> to what it looked like. Joey Volani, of course, always saving us money and saving us itches. Yeah, you're doing a little research. So doing, well, yeah. So the saying is, three leaves, let it be. But so. aren't there a lot of plants with three leaves? See, that's what I say. This is Animal Radio, baby. Dr. Debbie understands something very important, and that is that it is better to listen and learn than it is to talk. 
sometimes. That's what we are like at CM. By the way, if, if you haven't seen this picture of the world's ugliest dog yet, I'm holding it up to the microphone. I'm going to post it over at AnimalRadio.com. It is actually so ugly that it is cute. and they've It's called ugly it, cute, yes. Is it American Mastiff? No, it's a it's a Chinese crested. Here, look. And his name They're is all Muggly. Muggly, yes. And They're what, all Chinese crested in all these is. competitions. I, I know. That. What you were saying earlier, Judy, he was so ugly that... But that he has to sneak up on a dog cookie? He has to to sneak up on a dog cookie. So they've given him $1,000 worth of dog Dog cookies. cookies. And uh, we'll put the picture over the website. Very cute. I mean, you know, in the past years, there have been real dog ugly dogs, but this is actually a very cute He's got a face only a mother could love. Very cute. Thank you for putting the good words about our Chinese brothers, you know. We're going to head back to the phones, brought to you by Protect Your Bubble. You can get help with your large vet bills with pet insurance, Great coverage for less than a dollar a day at protectyourbubble.com. Funny name. Great insurance. And I just signed up Boog, the studio stunt cat, who's 14 years old. You know, I'm thinking 14 years old, that's got to be some expensive insurance. Only $28 a month for me for that. Wow, very good. And he's very well protected. They cover any licensed veterinarian. So that guy down the street who practices, who doesn't have a license. Out of his garage. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't cover that particular veterinarian. Let's see, we're going you know, to... Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. No, you, you. No, one no you, please. You. No, you go ahead. No, I just was thinking, no, no, you know, and I always say, uh, in the fight with Dr. Debbie about nutrition versus drugs, and I kind of was, when I look in her eyes again, I was just thinking, I probably need to come up with some uh, great supplement and name it, one nugget per day will keep your vet away. One what? nugget per day. Oh, one nugget. Or I thought he said maggots. I did, too. Yeah. I thought he said maggots. <laughs> <laughs> no, maggots. You know, that's a pill, like a piece. Sorry for my nugget. California, Michigan. Yeah, nugget. Yeah, nugget. Said, yeah. <laughs> nugget. You must have trouble every day, Vlad. Everywhere you go, people must No, I don't. My American clients have a trouble with me. I have no trouble with my language. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if Joanne understands you. Joanne, hi. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. What's I going on? That- um, I talked to Joy last week. I, I'm a firm believer in animal communicators. And she said, Tasha, my 11-year-old Australian shepherd, um, is fine with her age, except that sometimes she has some trouble breathing. It feels like there's a girdle around her middle. And all week long, I've been thinking, what could it be? And I do have a harness on her, but I make sure it's not too tight. I can't figure mm-hmm. this one out. And you said she's 11 years old? Yes, ma'am. Okay, and has she? Have you put a harness on her throughout her lifetime, or is that just a new thing? I know throughout her lifetime. Okay, all right. I mean, if if she were younger, I would say that you know I've definitely seen some dogs that have some really strange behaviors when we put a body harness on them. Um, really? Some I've had them where they actually scream because they're so freaked out by the sensation. Now it's probably unlikely that that's the case if it's happened or she's been wearing one for this many years. So. Um, so if she's having problems breathing, are you witnessing any kind of coughing, any uh, laboring? Um, well, she does. Uh, she seems to start panting a whole lot sooner than she used to, and I was actually worried about her heart. Um, mm-hmm. But when I did go to my veterinarian a while back, she said her heart's kind of fine, but um, that would kind of fit with difficulty breathing, but I can't figure it out. 
Because, like you said, the harness isn't too tight. Yeah, well, and there's a lot more that can cause difficulty breathing than just, um, you know, I should say there's a lot more to checking out a heart than just listening to it. So uh-huh. if I have a pet that's having difficulty breathing, and, and one way that I assess this, and you can assess this at home, is just to count how many breaths your dog takes in a minute's time. So you can count for 15 seconds and multiply by four. Um, but in a quiet resting state, so not when after she's run outside or after she's eaten, but when she's just kind of sitting there quietly, count her breaths. A quiet uh, pet who's at rest, you know, may breathe anywhere from uh, 10 to maybe 30 times a minute. If we're more active, it can be more. But if we're seeing that that respiratory rate is a lot higher than that, then that gives me enough weight that I say, okay, we need to look more um, and do more than just listening to that chest. We might want to take some x-rays, um, look at the lungs. Um, and sometimes and there's even things within the abdomen that can cause a pet to breathe heavier. And that can include problems where the liver might be enlarged, um, or we can even have some other changes within the abdomen, fluid or what have you. So uh, for me, I think x-rays would be the kind of the starting point to things if you know, the veterinarian doesn't really feel there's anything obvious that we can be looking at. Um, and and then really kind of start from there. Um, and if she had other things where she did any kind of coughing, wheezing, or gagging, any of those type of things, then I would definitely uh, kind of step my uh, efforts up a little quicker with those symptoms. No, only if somebody's, uh, if she's trying to like strain sometimes to get away from me or harness towards something, I mean, then it'll pull tire on or she'll cough. But other than that, no. Okay, if 15 seconds multiplied times four and between 10 and 30 is normal. That would be a quiet, resting dog. Um, So you can get up to 40, 50 if there's activity. But if you're getting around 60, 70, and, you know, she's just kind of sitting there and that she's just breathing really hard, that can be a real problem. Um, So that's something just to kind of listen, watch. And um, and for me, coughing, even if it's accompanied when she's um, pulling on a leash, she's not a breed where we talk about collapsing tracheas. Collapsing tracheas are really common in little dogs where they pull on a, a a leash and a, and a collar, and it'll incite a cough. A large dog like that, you know, she's coughing when she's pulling on her harness. There may be something going on that's helping to trigger that. Um, so that would be another argument I might have to check a, check a chest x-ray on her. Don't you wish we could just hold the dog or cat up to the radio and <laughs> you could just know what's going on? Maybe in the future. It got quiet in here. Where did Vlade go? Oh, Vlade's on the floor. What are you doing down there, buddy? <laughs> He's tired. You okay? Yeah, I'm just tired. Yeah. You're tired? Okay, well, let's let's wrap it up. We're all tired. We're going to go home and take our pets for walks. Thanks for listening today. We want to thank Nancy Cartwright for joining us for the Season of Stars. Next weekend, Brett Michaels joins us, and, of course, that means everybody's going to be primping themselves around here. Get those bandanas out. <laughs> Remember, do you, rags. You, do rags? Do rags is what oh, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not, <laughs> just, not with hip. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, I'm not hip with it either. The kids these days, if something's sick, that's good. Right. I can't figure it out myself. In my day, it was fat and da bomb. But, um, <laughs> and cool. It's, it's epic now, too. Groovy. Epic. Epic. <laughs> epic. Okay, that's the new one. Join us uh, next week for another epic show. Of course, visit us during the week at Facebook at Animal Radio, Twitter at Animal Radio, your voice at AnimalRadio.com or just AnimalRadio.com. We'll see you. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.